This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. You know, Jim, there's just a couple of shows, certain points in the season where um, you're, 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 you're turning on the mic, you're getting ready for the show to go, and you just say to yourself, oh, boy. Uh, Chris, finish Chris, no, that's it. Chris texts the show 204-780-6868. Uh, he says, Jim and Cam, take a deep breath before your show today. This could get messy. <laughs> well, I get that. Um, it's also the time of the year where my uh, Twitter feed is full of, you guys better talk about this. Yeah. And you guys better talk about the power play. And, well, and we're going to get, get, get into all this and more as the show goes on. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. I think it's the first, uh, I think spring starts sometime this afternoon or whatever. I don't know. Two minutes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's I like, like 4.21 starts, or something. Sometime this year, I think spring starts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets come out. They win a big game against Nashville. 3-2 uh, overtime. You don't like to give that extra point to Nashville, but as far as I'm concerned, the Winnipeg Jets have to worry about themselves. They're in control of their own destiny. They are still in control of their own destiny. Um, but you, 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 you come out, you dig yourself out of a hole in the third period, you find some offense, you get goals by going to the net and you win that game. You come out against St. Louis the next day. I don't, I don't want to talk about back to back. I don't care. Like it's it, at this point in the season and where the jets are irrelevancy. Oh, back to back. It's nothing to do with anything. They come out after such an emotional win against Nashville, right? They, they found a way to win that game. You show up for five minutes, you're absolute gangbusters in the first five minutes of that game, flying across the ice. Again, missed assignments, defensive lapses, cost them. Mistake goes in the back of the net. For 55 minutes, Jim, the Winnipeg Jets were incapable of digging themselves out of a one-goal deficit. The team yeah. is fragile, and as you and as you said, they need everything to go right for them. Or they just have no idea where to go, and 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 you know at the beginning of this at the beginning half of this season, I think you actually saw what this team actually could be, the potential of them. You know, a top five team, great defense, great special teams, great top six, uh, elite level goaltending. But right now, this is who the Winnipeg Jets are. They are as good as they are at this moment. The only reason that they're even in a sniff of a playoff spot right now is because of how great they played in the first half of the season. And if this isn't who they are, they need to prove that to the fan base. They need to prove it to the people of the city and the people paying for for tickets to go to the games. Because I've never been more pessimistic. My faith is dwindling. It's hanging by a thread. And I'm, I'm, I'm unconvinced. I hope I'm wrong that they're able to fix this over these next 11 games because they're playing the opposite of playoff hockey right now. That game against St. Louis was awful. It well, was bad. So for the past month, and especially on the weekend, I and I love hearing from our listeners and disagree with me, that that's the passion and discussions and all that, or agree with me, whatever you, you do. I try to get back to everybody um, who, who's polite and stuff, and, and most people are. Mm. Um, but I, I spend a lot of time returning emails from listeners who say, how do you think this team is good? Why do you think this team is good? Like, they're this, they're that, they're that. And I'm like, well, they're not – I can sum it up this way. They're not playing good. They're not playing well. I think that's obvious. 
But yeah. does that mean they're bad? I, I don't think it does. I, I don't. I don't think like so. Let's just sum, summarize yesterday's game. They come out. They have a good start. Connor Halbuck looks great in back to backs. He's three and zero. Yep. And then we know who. Mark Shifley's line is out there. He spins around twice in no man's There's land, no and somebody's wide open. And so, do I think Mark Shifley's played engaged hockey against Boston and had a ton of shots and and was going to the net? Yeah, I do. Do I think Mark Shifley's a star player? Yes, I do. But you, those are mistakes that you can't make. Um, go back to the Nashville game. Everybody was on Neil Pionk for the pass up the boards, but two games after he did it in Carolina, which led to the opening goal, Kyle Connor has exited the zone again. And so I heard a lot from Craig Button last night watching after the game, and I mm-hmm. listened to our post-game show with John Shannon and Kelly. There's a process here that the players aren't doing anymore. So why do I think they're a good team? Because of the first three months. If yeah. this team plays well, that's what they can be. And that's just the facts. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here and the way they've played the last two months. Yeah. And that, But you're not going to convince me that Mark Shifley can't learn to pick up a guy. You're not going to convince me that Kyle Connor can't learn to stay in the zone before the puck gets to the blue line so it can exit. Those are things that are fixable and coachable, but it's not on the coach anymore. Yeah. So for everybody, just to summarize, why do I think they're a good team? Because they are a good team. Mm-hmm. They're not playing good. No. And for whatever reason... The, to what Button and even John Shannon were saying last night, I wholly agree with, the process is there. And they've shown everybody that they can do the process. And it's they're almost, they're not, but they're almost choosing not to do it anymore. What? How did this happen? How, how have we gone? It's just, look, this they're on their third head coach. It's the same problem and as Rick Jim. Bonus has benched players. Rick Bonus has called them out in the media. And last night I saw Rick Bonus. It's like, I've got no other choice. There's just over 10 games left in three weeks. I got to kill these guys, as John Shannon put, with kindness. And when I was listening to Rick Bonus before I heard John say that, I'm like, this is what he's doing now because he's tried everything else. I can't emphasize this enough in my own opinion, and feel free to disagree. It's on the players. It's on the players to play the way that they found success with. I don't know how and they you, can have this. How can you disagree with that? And they can, they can, you know, I'm not going to talk to the media and they can, like I said last week, I, they should have talked and they're by leaving it, blah, blah, blah. I disagree, but that's fine. It's not what the problem, the problem is, is on the ice. Mm-hmm. So attitude, whatever. And look, there are going to be a ton of NHL uh, and Winnipeg Jets fans that are irate with this team in this market if they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally understand that because this is a playoff team, in my opinion. 100% it is. But if they don't make it, things are going to get ugly in this town. Yeah. Because they're smart hockey fans. And we might disagree on the metrics. We might disagree on who's a good player, who needs more ice time and all this. But the general consensus amongst Winnipeg Jets fans are – is you need to work to win games. Did they not work yesterday? They worked. They poured 30-some shots on. Did they go to the net yesterday? They did a little bit, not as much. Mm -hmm. But that power play and that mistake of not picking up your man beside the net and that exiting the zone before you're supposed to for the second time in a week that led to a goal is on the players. And if they – and I I haven't been in that room for for years – But when I was and these guys were coming up or just 
three or four years into their careers. They care. They're good guys. But this is this is the where where they are. That I the thing about yesterday that was stunning to me was the opening goal, and then the one along the boards again because you just did that two games ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm not trying to bash anybody or say they're they're not good players or they don't care or anything like that. Yeah. But that shows me you're not listening or you don't care. I just, the thing that I think is the most frustrating is the fact that we've seen them do exactly what they need to do to be a successful team. Well, that's the frustrating part. Earlier in the season. And it's like, we're going to, we're going to forget or ignore, or I'm not going to make any assumptions as to why this is happening. But what we're seeing now is a complete regression from the progress that was made this year, slipping back into the same old habits that plagued this team last year and took what I still believe, Jim, is a top is a top roster and is to- like it's the mix. It's the head game there. That's where this team is, is, is unable. I don't I don't want to I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't. But there's something that's going on that it clicks and. It things just fall apart. So this they, happens. They're, they're incapable of digging themselves out of a hole. Like this just happened to Boston a week ago. They couldn't. They lost three or four, and they got away from what they do good. Um, Tampa Bay went through this. Their entire top line was benched, and then they got it handed to them in New Jersey, and only getting fourteen. Like it happens. The problem is it shouldn't be happening for this long. Yes. And and who gets Boston out of that? Is it Montgomery, the coach? Did John Cooper bench John Cooper bench some guys and they had their worst game of the year the next game. Yep. But in the long run, who gets you out of that? It's your players, right? Mm-hmm. And so look, there's a lot of great things that come along with being a professional athlete. And and I we all know what they are, they're obvious. But along with it comes this kind of stuff that do you have what it takes, so to speak. When the chips are down. When to to dig yourself out of this hole. And and last night. They didn't have to win that game, but they had to score a goal or two. And this top six is who it's on. The bottom six, in my opinion, have been fantastic the past two weeks. They really have. Mm-hmm. Barron, Lowry, Appleton, Stenlin, they've been really good. And they've been, and I'm watching them and the way they play, and I'm wondering like where that is in the top six. And it's not meant to be like, I'm calling you out and you're soft or you're this or that. I'm just, it's a it's a legitimate at this point of this two months question, where are you? Where's this, your better player? Can you elevate your play when it's needed most? Jim, you don't need to look beyond what's happened with the power play. And I and I pulled all the stats. I looked at this over the last little bit. I've, I've, I've dragged it back for two months at the power play. And if you want to look about this whole entire conversation as to what's going on with the top all you need to do, and we'll talk about this after 1230 when we come back, and I'll give you the numbers. So stick around for that. But you don't need to go anywhere further than to look at the numbers and how far the power play has regressed. A top 10 power play has now slipped down so far. It's it's on an 0 for 14 slide right now. And it this isn't something that's just happened. Um it's just, oh, they're on a bad, they're on a bad run right now. This isn't it's terrific. It, it's not a bad run, Jim. It's been Two months of things just falling. This it's not a good power play. You can't look at two months of stats and say it's a it's oh this is just a lapse. There's too much talent. They're going to find a way to score. It's not a good power play. And they changed it up yesterday. It's not good. And it was worse than ever. Yeah. And so there's I always I've said this and people I know I'm a broken record, but I, I the one thing I never thought this team would struggle with is scoring. <laughs> 
Honestly, yeah. yeah, they're they're too talented to not. They can lose, but they they can't. They've been shut out twice in in one week. Uh, three, their power days, play twice in four days. Their power play is zero for thirteen in the last four games. Like this team, I you can play bad and lose, but I thought they would lose four two if anything. Yeah, I thought they'd lose five three. I never thought this team would, and I don't, I don't. I don't have the answer for that. I, I don't mean, have the, I pa- know the power answers. play has become an issue to the point where you it's it's, it's detrimental them, it's, to the team. It's losing them games. Not getting no a goal doubt. in that four minutes without Tory Krug on ah. the ice turned the tide of that game, in my opinion. What did I say to you uh, around the trade deadline, Jim? Stop talking to me. No. Oh no, um, you said <laughs> no, but I mean, so <laughs> I said, Jim, why was I ever born? Yeah, and so we're not. I'm not trying to be over. Uh, overly negative or anything, but it's a negative time. And it's look, the great part about this is if you turn this around and get into the playoffs and win a round or two, there's no better place. There's no better job in the world. Yeah. And, and the best part and the worst part about this is if you miss the playoffs, there's no worse place in the world. Now I don't want, I don't that's figuratively in the sports world in the grand scheme of the world. There are, yeah, we got to take a break. Let's come back. Uh, We'll get into those power play numbers. I'll give you all that stats. I pulled it for the last two months. I looked at it from the, from the um, all-star break. We'll give you that. And those numbers, the statistically, the Winnipeg Jets are going to get into the playoffs. I think about 65%. They used to be like 99.8 or something like that. I still think they're going to get in. I think they're going to get in because I don't believe in the Predators. I think their schedule's a lot tougher, and I got issues with the Calgary Flames. But, like, to fall into the playoffs like that, I mean, you'll take it, obviously, and take a series. If they don't get in, it's basically because they can't score goals. And if they go another three weeks without scoring goals, Jim, these, it's something I've never seen before but, from a group like But these like same this. errors, it would sink them in, the play, in a playoff series. This from Backyard Bob. Jets missed the playoffs. Let's look on the bright side. We can all get in our yards and do our spring cleanup. And this from Randy. This is a great text. Should be a fun one today. Yesterday was hard to watch. They need a heart transplant. That one from Randy. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Mix of sun and cloud today, a high of minus 7. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of minus 14. Tomorrow, also a mix of sun and cloud, a high of minus 4. And Wednesday, sunshine, a high of minus 3. It's minus 9 right now at 680-CJOB. Back to Jets at noon. Hi, Sarah. Hello, happy Monday. The one-minute Power play with Sarah McCarthy, Sarah Slay. Sarah, I have a very, Hi, Sarah. I have a very, um, this is a very personal question for okay. me, myself. And I, I just, I can't think of anyone else that wants better to, to ask know. this question this, that wants to know. He, he could have I've on the weekend, to, but I'm about to bear my heart out yeah. to you, Sarah. Okay. On the weekend, he had many people he could have reached out to, but he goes, I'm going to wait till Monday with yeah. Sarah. Okay, I'm scared. So how do you, how do you deal with something you love that hurts you so? This is pretty deep for a Monday yeah, afternoon. It's very deep. <laughs> Don't take me back to the twelfth grade, man. You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. You're talking about the Jets here. Yeah. Well, if case. you can read between the lines, I yeah. Can. What is yeah. wrong with them? <laughs> what do they need to do? What do they need to do? Sarah? Well, I'm, I'm showing up tomorrow night. So. Are you going to the game, sir? I am tomorrow. Last so time you went to a game, they it. scored five goals, didn't they? They did. There we go. I did. How do oh, I? How do you charm. deal with something? You know what I just heard? I just heard what? somebody's going to step up and be a difference maker, and it's Sarah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll step up and go to the game. I think they need a sign. Like, I've never seen Ted Lasso, but just in that last news story there, they need a little sign above their dressing room that says believe, and then just tap Someone, it on you the know way what? That's what's, and... hold, that's what's holding them back. No, one, no, one's, <laughs> no one's coming in. You know what? They need one of the players' moms. 
moms needs to come in yeah. with, with like a, just a some homemade cookies. Start yes. passing them around. I made cookies. I'll bring them. And say to like, the here's game. some chocolate chip. Here's some. You know what you get, do, get Sarah? Get some belief going in there. Get you some do more energy. Like the movie based on the play again, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and you go in with these cookies, and then whoever gets up to have one, you go sit down. <laughs> cookies are for finishers. They're for winners. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Winners. Now so finish. That's it. Yeah. I'll finish. Or like um, Alain Vigneault did at one moose practice. He blew the whistle and everything stopped. And then he yelled out a certain player's name and said, hey, so-and-so, how about you score a goal once in a while? Yeah. And I was like, holy, that is harsh. And then yes. practice started again. But I like that. I sit down. Put <laughs> the cookie down. Cookies are for finishers. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. That's your one-minute power play with Sarah Slay McCarthy. Uh, before we get into the numbers, I got to pull a couple of text messages from you guys. I don't, I don't think we've ever had this many text messages, Jim. It's pretty close, <laughs> if not. a ton. Uh, we've got like 100 of them right Speaking here. Speaking of that, here's what I'll do then. Kay. We'll do the text messages. We'll continue conversations. And then in the first half hour of the Jim Toll Show, I'll open the phone lines for Jets fans. Okay, perfect. Awesome stuff. This from Bill in St. James. Jets, sad face. Uh, agreed, I think it's not so much the poor outcomes of games, but the fact that so many poor, uh, core players' efforts are being questioned over and over again. That from Bill in St. James. Um, this one, in my 50 years of watching NHL hockey, I've never seen a team like the Jets with so much offensive talent, but with so little finish and touch around the net. And this one, good day, gents. These players are adults. They have to learn how to play. They're not seven years old. My God, they uh, they think they're too talented to have to work hard. Thanks for listening. That one from Rennie. And I really like that text message from Rennie because that's it's this is on the players, Jim. This isn't this isn't on the coach. This isn't on the general manager. The team has been assembled, and it's up to them to play, to play in a style that's going to win you games. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, and to listen and to yeah. do what the coach is asking of you, yeah. and and to fix your own mistakes and and to be better. So, um, look to me, I, I'm one of those guys that I know we put a lot of emphasis on coaching and and all that, but I, look. There are good coaches. They make a difference. There yeah. are coaches that got to go at a certain time. There are bad coaches that get in the way. But at the end of the day, it's always on the players. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I've always felt about pro sports and, and the players you have. And, and you coach to what you have. That's what a coach can make a difference on. But look, Rick Bonus has done a great job here. And the blueprint is out there. I'm watching Rick last night. Like I'm listening to Jamie mm-hmm. and Paul call the game or Paul and Jamie call a game. And then I'm, I got the TV on it. Every time they show him. It just like I'm at the point where I feel bad for him, like yeah. I, because it, and not feel bad for him. Look, but it, look, he knows what this team can do. He believes in this team, and and he can. He, we've all seen how they can be successful, and that's why it's frustrating. Like the the whole adage of they're not seven and this and that. Like that's, I mean, I don't want to get too dramatic, but a lot of these guys have to just ask themselves that like, yeah. and, and just go like, where do we want to go here? Where do we want to be? How do we get out of this? And I know those questions have probably been going on. Um, but there's difference makers on this team that need to play better. And and that's the bottom line. And I mean, that, that's why I'm fascinated by this. Like yeah. I, I, I know you're a fan. And as a journalist, I just, I find how stories unravel. I find how seasons unravel. Um, and right now when, when teams are struggling, there's no, never more storylines. Yeah. But I, I'm fascinated to see how this ends and if they get into the playoffs. I yeah. think they will. But, I think they will too. But I, I, I mean, like Arizona's no joke, right? Like they've they're six zero and two or six and two in their last. They're on an eight game point streak and they're they will have six wins of their last seven. They've won the last six at home. They're they are really really playing well. So good. Like like, like I don't. I, mean, I think the worst thing this team could do is bring in Arizona, who's one for nine in their last ten, and they beat three one and. 
I think they need this this challenge, and and that's what I've always kind of how athletes and how teams pull themselves out of things. Yeah, and I'm I'm fascinated by this. I'm, it, it, the question is 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 are these guys going to are they going to find? Well, that's a way the to question. And then like I like I said a month ago around the trade deadline or three weeks ago, if they don't get in. It's on nobody else but themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm I'm fascinated by this, and and now we're going to continue the conversation and let Jets fans vent and things like that. But <laughs> um, like Arizona's six two and two in their last ten, and they've won four in a row coming into here tomorrow yep, night. They have. So, um, but you know, there's a lot of issues in Calgary this year too. But that game against Dallas on Saturday, that looked like a team that they still have issues, but they're fighting and clawing like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I just, the power play is a prime example. I know you're going to get into the numbers yeah. of it, but the power plays are, sometimes you got to will yourself a goal, right? Like that tying goal by Adam Lowry, I'm just like, that's what they need more of. Yep. He wins a face-off. He's on his knees. He dives to get it back to the point. Morrissey makes a great wait and then shoot. And Ton- Lowry absolutely. gets off his knees and gets to the net and buries a rebound. And I'm just like, that's what this power play needs. That's what this team needs. Um. And they just, they're having a hard time figuring it out, I guess. Greg Mackling it. here on the start. I mean, he he didn't talk much during the, the morning show today, uh, but he was feeling it, that's for sure. And I'm sure he's listening right now. Uh, but the, his his biggest problem with last night's game was you have a guy like Nick Ehlers taking on a guy 30 pounds higher, heavier than him in a fight, trying to get some energy going with the team. And but see, it, the, it goes flat. I read that a little differently. It's not like Shen was going at him and, yeah. and somebody like Lowry didn't come in. Yeah. Nick chose to do that. Nick's the guy who slashed him. And when he turned around, instead of telling him where to go or yeah. giving him one back, Nick dropped the gloves. And then Nick talked about that after. And good for Nick. Yeah. Like he's like, I just, when we're, fu-, and this is the, the honesty I think that fans want to hear. What did Nick say post game? Ehlers said, he goes, when we're going through what we're going through and we're fighting to figure things out and, and work on things, you just try something. And I'm not going to try it all that time. And yeah, it wasn't the yeah, best he, thing I ever did. Yeah, he and, shouldn't be fighting all the time. And he added it didn't work. Yeah. Like, it didn't work. I kind of got it handed to me. But that's a guy who's trying everything, right? He's trying yeah. to make something happen, and he's frustrated. So I don't take it as, you know, look, he shouldn't have done it, in my opinion. But... Um, I don't take that as if he's the guy who had to step up or anything like that. He's a guy in a situation chose to step up. Yeah. Let's look, let's look at the power play here. We'll go back from February 10th, uh, which is the day before the Winnipeg Jets uh, played Chicago uh, to kick off uh, the sort of the post uh, all-star uh, post all-star break portion of the season. The Winnipeg Jets entered that portion um, uh, second in the central behind Dallas, second in the conference. At a plus 32 goal differential. Uh, the power play at that time was 15th in the league. It was already starting to falter. We'll get into that in just a second. But it was 15th in the league, right? Um, now, the Winnipeg Jets find themselves uh, on March 20th, 4th in the Central, 8th in the Conference, um, plus 13 in goal differential. A over Since February 10th, a little over a month, uh, a month and a week or so, their goal differential has dropped by 19 goals for they've dropped from plus 32 in the goal differential category to plus 13. That's a 19 point swing. Their power play has dropped to 21st uh, in the league, six spots it's dropped. And if you go all the way back to January 20th, so I went back two months, the the power play was in 10th, 10th place in the entire league. It was in 10th. Um, since 
over the last two months here, and this is why I said earlier in the earlier break, I, I'm questioning even if this power play um, is good. And there's I'm, no one's going to question the skill of the players on the power play. But I guess is this is is the group able to make? But it's like how can I even say that when it was working and it was a top ten power play uh, prior to two months ago? But since then, since January twentieth, two months ago. The Jets' power play is 29th in the league. It is the 20. It, there was only th- three teams with worse power plays over the last two months than the Winnipeg Jets. That is absolutely horrific for that's, the firepower that's yeah, on this team. Absolutely, 29th. And then post All Star break, um, it's 27th. So it went up just it went up just a touch. Um, but again, only a handful of teams. Way much further than them down in in the standings, um, have had worse power plays, and that that's been a huge part as to why these guys, why this team hasn't been able to dig themselves out of holes, and they've been fragile. They can't rely on their power play to get them a goal. So it's like if they get one, if they go down five on five, they're yeah. they're left scratching their heads and saying, "All right, how are we gonna how are we gonna get well, out?" And of it's this? just so deflating now, yeah. right? It's yeah. struggled as you just pointed out for so long that. Like the one in Nashville, the first one I thought was okay, and then the second was a little, and then by the third one in Nashville on Saturday, I'm like, this this power play just looks lethargic and like it's almost a detriment to the team. Mm -hmm. And then last night, the four minutes and um, talk about a moment you got to seize. You just got to bury one there, and this team used to do that, right? Like this team used to. Yeah, when they were not very good five on five, um, the power play used to be a difference maker, and I still think it can. But so, what do you do with the power play? Like, what do you? It's become this thing now that you, the old joke, you want to decline it because their five on five momentum is really good the last two games, and then or last week, couple yeah. games, more than two games, and then they get on this power play, it doesn't work, and then it just kind of deflates the five-on-five play as well. Yeah, Graham texts the show, 204-780-6868. He says, gentlemen, we don't have a good team. We have great players that just don't gel. Uh, maybe that's something to do with the power play. I mean, there's there's just, it's like, if so, it's like, we're, we're pat, when I go back and I look um, that since January 29th, I mean, since January 20th, the Jets are 29th in the league in the power play. That's a two-month span. That's not like, oh, they just got to get one, and then all of a sudden they'll start coming. They just got to get a couple and get the feeling good, get a feel of the puck, and they're going to start coming. That's, that's that's two months worth of worth of games where this hasn't worked. Yeah, and look, I don't, I'm not going to bash Nick Ehlers, but I will say that you know everybody wants him on the number one power play. He was on the number one power play last night four times. He entered the zone and turned the puck over. Now, the reason I'm not going to focus solely on him is because there wasn't one starter on that first power play unit that didn't turn the puck over once they gained the zone. But Nick was bumped up there and and I'm just my point to this is just is you can't just put guys in certain places and have it work. And you can't just play guys more that like 3 minutes more is going to up the point production. Yeah, it doesn't not, work that way. Works. Uh, and I think we're seeing that, right? Like and and so Rick Bonus is trying to play guys when they're playing good. Like I thought Nick was really good in Nashville mm-hmm. and he played a lot. Yeah, he was. And he was good in the the power play and he was a difference maker. And and then that's what I, I still think he's trying to find his consistency in his game. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why his ice time goes up and down. When he's not feeling it, it's quite obvious. And and you know, his ice time goes down. The argument about well, why doesn't Shifley's and why doesn't Connors? Well, okay, but you have to win some games here. 
And unless you're talking about playing Morgan Barron and Adam Lowry 20 minutes a night and limiting the top six to 14 and 13, I don't think that's a prescription to win more games. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like Jim, you, and that's you can't even do that when you're so starved for offense. That's the fallacy about this. That's the whole thing about well, ice time, ice time. You have to look at the ice time. You have to look at the situational ice time. Like I got a uh, a listener and I respect him highly. He sent me a tweet on the weekend that said Nick Ehlers was six in ice time in Nashville. So I looked it up. He was 42 seconds away from being the third most ice time. So 40 seconds between the third and six, that's just situational stuff. That's just somebody couldn't get off the bench or to the bench and stuff. It's not like they're not using Nick just because he's six in ice time. He was 42 seconds away from being third and third is a line. You're like one, two, three is your line. So you get caught in a zone. But you look, look, my point to this is, is nobody dislikes any players on this team from a coaching perspective. What the coaches are trying to do desperately when it comes to ice is figure out how to get this team going. Yeah. And whoever looks good for two shifts is going to get out there again. Yeah. That's how desperate I feel this team has become. Yeah. And you have your top six and you just hope every game that they get going. It's like, you know, Jim, it was like you're going into the Nashville game. It's like, okay, every game is a playoff one. This one has a little extra edge to it, but it's like, and then there was just... I don't know. It's just like as soon as something goes, it's the urgency. Just... But how did they get back into that game? How do they fl- like they like... tie the game off? Put it, Nick Ehlers of all players who admitted himself he, a game ago yeah. he has to shoot that puck on a two on one, so he shoots the puck off a face off through a screen and he buries a beauty, mm-hmm. and it's one one. They get scored on again, and I, I know what everybody's thinking. Oh no. Like that took forty some seconds. Yeah. And then they go to the net and they fight for a face off. They get it and they score again. Like, that's how they got back in that game. Yeah. And then the two players who I thought had the the roughest games in Dubois and Pionk get it done in overtime. Mm-hmm. So they're not playing well. Dubois looks like he's still hurt. I totally agree. Pionk had a really rough game again in Nashville, but those two are the heroes. So you get a guy who doesn't usually shoot to shoot, they tie it. You get a guy who does what he always does, go to the net, but you put a puck on net and he buries it. You go to overtime and the two guys who struggled the game the most end up winning it for you. And you package that all up, and you go into St. Louis, and I didn't see any of it. Yeah, they had a good four minutes. They got scared, scored on, and then where was the more pucks on net? And where was the shot through a screen instead of trying to make the extra pass? And where was the going to the net and getting a greasy one? Let's take a break. Let's come back. Neil texts the show. He says power play doesn't shoot. Rick bonus stressing shoot and crash net. Players are doing their own thing. Paul Edmonds mentioned that last night too. He goes yeah. the power play. I'd like to see some more point shots. And he goes, Nate Schmidt's one of those guys that whenever he gets it, he just hammers it. Yeah. And and I thought, yeah, that's I agree with Paul there. Like like quicker puck movement and all that, but just fire some pucks on net. That's when they were having success was when Morrissey's back there throwing bombs. Now it's like there's hesitancy involved. Yeah, I, I, and, I, I, and I think there's been times on this power play where they shoot too much from the point, but this isn't one of them. And Mor- <laughs> yeah. Morrissey can, for sure, as we know, but Nate Schmidt is a good point by Edmonds. I thought that he can pound the puck from the point, and he does when he's out there on the power play. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the playoffs. Playoffs? 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 Welcome back uh, to Jets at noon. Uh, Should we mention that they came back in Nashville and had a pretty good over win? (laughs) See, that's the thing right now, Jim, is at this point (laughs) of the season, okay, you got one. Now now what have you done for me lately? You got to string together wins here. You know, a, a, a good third would period you, for Nashville, it's just like 
totally washed clean by Lost. Would you feel differently if it was like 2-2 last night and then they give up a late one and it's 3-2 and you're like, okay, you you came from behind, beat Nashville, you were in it, you at least scored? At the very least, Jim, is if it was, if they went down one and they kept at it and kept going the exact same pace as they were. Yeah. That's what is, that would be like, if I was watching, you know, when I was watching the game, I'd be like, that's a good sign. You know, that's something that 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 they're going after it, but it was like, it was like a switch. Well, and Rick Bonus said we had a really good start. We had a really good start. And I agree until they got, like, the, it was short-lived in my opinion. It was four or five minutes they got scored on, and then after that it, it got tough. And then, um, But, man, as an opposing team, if you're scouting the Jets right now and you're coming in. But um, Craig Butt <laughs> mentioned this, and, and yeah. I I agree with it. And then the conversation with Kelly Moore and John Shen, I totally agree. Like, it's about the process, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they can – we're trying to figure out the power play. We're trying to figure out how to get greasy goals and all that. But to me, the big picture is, is what those two gentlemen were talking about, and especially John last night. About it's about the process. Like defend well, you'll you'll score. That's what they did for three months when they they made their checks and they defended well and they moved out of the ice and they got some some things off the rush. And it just now it's they're they're just not defending well and no. and. That's why a lot of people say, well, how are you saying they're playing in the last three weeks? Because I can pinpoint the three mistakes they make in a game that cost them the game. See, like they, miss, they miss their checks, or there's a guy who exits the zone, and there's three goals, and that's the difference. The rest of the game, they're playing well. Well, but Jim, like, it's like, I mean, I, I understand that I'm looking at the same thing, but I'm like, yeah, but it's adding up to nothing, and those mistakes yeah. they can't dig themselves out of. Yeah. So what? So it's like every team makes three mistakes a game. And that's but playoff cost, hockey, right? Yeah, and it's costing them so much, and they're unable to get that next goal to get them back in that spot. That's what, and that's playoff so, hockey. The one yeah, or two so, mistakes in a playoff game are what costs you, and that's what we're seeing in the one or two mistakes they're making in these games right now is costing them. This is a perfect song to end the show with. A little bit of Step Brothers. <laughs> Step Brothers? It's the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, this is a in, great song. It was in Step Brothers. Anyways, Jim Tothy's going to open the way. phone lines all the way uh, right after the end of the show. Uh, so stay with us here. I mean, I... I, I, I Thank you, everybody who text, text the show. I can't possibly get to everybody. We got more than I think we ever had before. We'll get to your calls in the first half hour of the JT Show. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back soon. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.